You are about to enter into a new world of knowledge, curiosities, and high strangeness. This is a podcast of Straight Up Strange Productions. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of All Things Dreams with your host, Miranda McLaughlin. Just a quick note that I'm no expert in dreams or dream interpretation. This is really just a subject that I find absolutely fascinating and really enjoy discussing and sharing what I learn with others. So here we are. And in this episode, we delve deep into the twisted dream mind of my brother-in-law, Mike. And I'm sure he's going to absolutely love that I have phrased it that way. But the truth is, there's a clear theme to a lot of his dreams. And that theme is death. Dun, dun, dun. Sometimes it's him dying, and he shares a couple examples of that. But I'm far more intrigued by his dreams where he is the killer. And he's pretty curious about them, too. And you'll see why in just a moment. All right, Mike, I'm really interested to hear about your dreams where you're murdering all the people and it's not self-defense and it's basically all premeditated. Yes. And the result is you being afraid, not about the monster that's coming after you, but about the monster that you've become. So... (laughs) Is that... I'm not even really afraid at all. Or you're unsettled by the fact that you're not afraid? I'm just unsettled when I wake up. I'm just like... Huh. Who's dreams like that? That's not normal, right? Like, that can't be the way most people are. I mean, we won't know for sure are. until uh, we, we hear your side of the story. And until you interpret it. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's not normal, Crystal. <laughs> for sure. Feeling very judged. Very judged right now. So safe space, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really giving off judgment, vibe right now. Judgment-free zone. <laughs> I mean, Sit back, relax, and tell us your deep, dark okay, dreams. Okay, so I'll tell you one. Okay. I mean, there's lots of different ones. They're all they're all kind of the same though, and just like this, it's almost like a like a movie evil villain type. Mm-hmm. Like not a real, no real person would be like this, like this. But anyway, so the one that I that I turned into a short story um, was I'm this person who is has these uh, two sisters and a friend. Who we all live together. I'm very wealthy and I'm very mean and abusive and aggressive towards them. Not like in a physical way, but just like always very demeaning towards them. Mm-hmm. They hate and despise me, but they depend on me for their livelihood. Like they don't have any way of subsisting without me. And we're all living in this house. Um, and they find a book. And the book is basically the story of their lives if I had died when I was young and it's like amazing like all the things that they're able to accomplish all of the the wonderful people that they meet the places they go but instead they're sort of trapped in this existence with me um anyway this gets weird into the science fiction I'm into it okay so these three people hate me Mm -hmm. and they have this idea in their head of what their life would be like if I was gone and I had never, you know, and I died as a, as a teenager. 
And in the book, I'm as a teenager, I'm tied up in a box in this specific location and three people appear out of nowhere and murder me. Now I have a time machine, which I know might sound a little weird, but it's a dream, so whatever. Why not? Yeah, I share yeah. a dream about so, how okay. I travel through time. So I have a time machine. And so the three of them basically get it into their head that if they go back in time to that specific point in time that's mentioned in the story mm-hmm. and murder me, then their lives will be different and happy and all of these other things. And so they do. They go back in time to the specific location there's a box, there's the teenage me tied up inside. They have a gun with three bullets. They're each going to shoot me. But then the real me from their present shows up, Rot-row. takes the gun, laughs at them, and shoots them. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. They're all dead. And then I go untie the teenage me that I had tied up and put there and explain to him what he's going to have to do. In the future, and I give him the book that he needs to give to them. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. That um, should be a movie. That's well, excellent. That was a book. It is a great short story. I do have, like, so I do have some concerns that, like, after I woke up, I, like, I filled in some detail, <laughs> which I think some people do with their dreams. Like, yeah. I can't remember how much of that was like the dream or how much of that was what I added. But the, the dream was, th- that was the mm-hmm. gist of it. It's like, yeah. I basically goaded people into trying to kill me mm-hmm. and then killed them. It was a setup. And it was all, it was all just like a big elaborate plan. Mm-hmm. But in the dream, it's just like, I'm just like observing and watching all of these people doing all of these things and like laying this And so you, me- you mentioned that you, you weren't scared and no. that if anything, maybe you were kind of like when you woke up. Kind of like, hmm, what does this mean about yeah, me? Yeah, exactly. So my follow-up question is, what do you think this means? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, and I have other dreams that aren't quite as elaborate where I'm just like going around killing random people. <laughs> so random people, sometimes not... random people, sometimes people... Sometimes it's like in a historical context, something, you know, some part of history that I'm familiar with. Or you have like a very wealthy like landowner in like a feudal era... Who's just going mm-hmm. around killing his subjects at night? You do read a lot of history. I do read a lot of history. You're like, and this happened at gruesome. one point, so <laughs> it know. happens again. So I'm the person doing the killing. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Yeah. So anyway, so. So do you always kind of have just kind of that? Huh. I wonder what that was about, or or do you no, have I don't any like kind it. Like, of? I don't like that these are the dreams. Like I wake up, I'm just like shivery and weird and like. <laughs> feel weird even talking about it now. I've only ever really told Crystal and a couple other people that I even have these dreams because I'm just like... Don't worry. I won't tell anyone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Digital recording. Your secret's safe with me. Tom Sawyer. <laughs> I live in Mississippi. <laughs> so my other question is that in this dream that you provided a lot of detail you describe yourself as mean rich controlling emotionally abusive would you say that like those are characteristics of you of your that version of your dream self and the others or is it no. kind of different in other ones no it's usually it's a bit, like the weirdest thing about it is it is it's very just sort of like very sterile methodical unfeeling unflinching 
no emotion, like almost robotic mm-hmm. in the way that it, it happens, which is just makes it worse. And <laughs> what would you say is the overall tone during the dream? Like you're saying you weren't scared. You weren't like no, thinking like, oh, dream. would I go after these people and maybe like I'm going to die or like you weren't, no, you weren't that's scared. Not even a consideration. <laughs> you're like, that's <laughs> not a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> so what types of emotions? Or, I, none. Just or none. Lack, <laughs> like, it really is. It's like toneless. It's like total like sociopathic. Mm-hmm. Just. You're getting all of this, right? <laughs> yeah. Sociopathic, sterile, no emotions. But you said it's not always you in your dream, though. No, Good follow-up question, it's Crystal. Me. It's never actually like Michael, I mean Tom Sawyer from Mississippi, <laughs> who's doing these things. Whoops. I'm always someone else. And Can I you... can't usually see myself. Like, I don't really... So it's a first person, but you're someone else. It's a first person else. point of view, but not me. It's just you know, it's not you. Yeah, because you it's can't like, like see you. Like because I've taken because like movie. you know, it's like a dream. Like you're fully immersed, and I'm fully immersed into whatever this character is, and mm-hmm. it's not me. It's like someone else. All right. Well, the I dreams think... where I am myself, I usually die. <laughs> Tell me more about that. <laughs> So this is dreams when you're someone else. But I but that is so interesting. You said I'm dream. usually someone else in the dreams where I'm killing that psychopathic people. or other yeah. descriptors of killing people. And then when you're yourself but they're not, would be But they're always weird. They're not even like scary dreams. Like I had a okay. dream where I was like playing football by myself in my front yard. Which is the like the weirdest thing anyway. Uh and a friend of I like mine. how you're about to tell something about dying in a dream. You're like, I was playing football. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing. Like, like, let's focus, like, let's focus on the that. The air, catching it myself. Anyway. So I die later. No big deal. But yeah. I was playing football. <laughs> you're playing it with yourself? Well, by myself. I was like, oh, that's ball, the weird part. He's throwing it, catching it. To myself. Just like throwing it really high and then running and catching it. And like that's a amazing. friend of mine comes over and we start arguing with each other. And then he shoots me. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like pain or panic or anything. I'm just like more annoyed at the inconvenience of being shot. Oh, good shot like, again. So I go into my house. Do you remember what friend it is? Were they a friend? Just like friend not like a close friend. Just like someone friend. I knew from school. This is when I was in I was in university when I had this dream. That was my next and question. So I'll stop friend. asking. Timeline was university. Yeah. Unsure of specific. Yeah. It was a high school friend. It was a high school friend, but I when was in university, university, so I had like not... no, we weren't still friends. We okay. were just like, well, I mean, yeah. Um, so I go inside to my parents, and I'm just like, "Hey, I just got shot. I should probably go to the hospital." And they're they're both doing the dishes, and they're like, "Just wait in the car. We'll drive you to the hospital when we're done doing the dishes." <laughs> just super calm. Just like everyone's like, like I it's like I stubbed my toe or something mm-hmm. like that. So You're like bleeding out. Yeah. Back. So I go sit in the car, and I'm just like. And then that's like when I wake up. <laughs> I also had a dream, and I don't remember the full context, but I had a dream where I got stabbed by a pelican a with pelican a beak, dream. like right through my heart. Bird death. And I like, but I stayed in the dream after I died. Like my spirit left my body and like started to drift away. And too. I could like look back on myself and the yeah. pelican with its beak. You don't have sharp beaks. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird also. Yeah. But I've had 
two separate dreams in which I stuck around after yeah, dying. Yeah, but I'm like well, floating above myself. I can mm-hmm. see, I can see the look on my face of like horror and confusion. And One like, was when I was yeah. eaten by a dragon, and then mm-hmm. I just kept watching the dragon do the destruction without me being a character anymore. I was like, well, I'm done. How's everyone else going to be faring here? <laughs> But Crystal, you said you also had one where you left your body. Was it as a result of death or just kind of being like, I'm just going to hang out here for a while? No, I was dying. And like, I just, I don't remember the specifics at all of the dream, but I just remember waking up from the dream like, wait, aren't I not supposed to be, aren't I supposed to wake up when you die? And I Mm -hmm. physically, like, I remember like physically leaving misnomer around that yeah. and that people are like oh well first off some people are like if you die in your dreams you die in real life okay we've myth busted okay that's done <laughs> that's that done a long time ago. but then the other one is that it is you true eventually die. though <laughs> <Yeah>. i mean <laughs> eventually but then the other one is that if you you won't fully die in your dreams because you'll wake up first yeah, we've just described heard, yeah. how that's also a myth that, that we've busted was, because that we was on that show that you used to kept like, hanging out. Which one? Gargoyles. They talked about <clears> that. used to like. <laughs> oh, I mean the best <laughs> show in the world, and everybody watches it. <laughs> I currently own that on iTunes, <laughs> and it was months. Only been months since I've watched an episode. Wasn't there an episode though about? They were stuck in a dream, and the only way they could get out of it was to be woken up by dying, jumping off something, and dying. Or um, I think so, but I'm still in the midst of rewatching the whole series. My memory I'll, on this could be off. I'll, I'll but, get back to you on yeah. that piece. Um, but I think I think it is interesting that something like death in a dream, which can be really scary, or in Mike's case just another day <laughs> no big deal just killing doesn't either whatever just, just killing someone or whatever <laughs> just got shot no big deal i do love the time travel aspect i was very intricate like <laughs> yes you, you could have just shot them in your own time but no no no, no. no they're never simple it's always yeah. like it's usually like some kind of elaborate trap i respect that, that. people into but despite it so, being such a dark so what do you think yeah so what do you think, so, what do you think is going on here? death in general with res- yeah, <laughs> and definitely keep those air quotes because i am not an expert in dream interpretation in fact Anyone who's basically listened to all of my podcast episodes knows knows about as much about dreams as I do because I'm sharing the best and most interesting But it's always like that uh, pre-statement. Yeah, there's the consistent preamble of, yeah, not an expert because I'm not. an enthusiast. Yeah, I'm an enthusiast and an avid researcher. In your enthusiastic opinion? In my enthusiastic opinion about (laughs) death. death and based on what I've read about people who know much more about this than I do um, generally it relates to change so if you kill someone usually the person you're killing if it represents anyone from real life that's important to pay attention to because it can represent your relationship with that person changing so for instance for example when I was living with a college roommate um, and her 
like when I just graduated from university, then as she was graduating from university, she was going to be moving out, moving back to her hometown. So I had this really normal, healthy dream about murdering her. <laughs> so basically <laughs> in that, in that dream, yeah, in that dream, we got in some sort of an argument and she um, like took out a knife and threatened me. You and don't do so, that to dream, Miranda. Oh, no, you do not. <laughs> and so I looked around and looked at what my options were to defend myself. There was a wine bottle. So I instinctually grabbed it, broke it off the side of the counter and proceeded to stab her in the stomach. To defend myself. Right. It's hard to break wine bottles. I'm pretty strong. <laughs> Especially dream version yeah, of myself. Dream the yes, big time. And so it's like Chuck Norris. Yeah. Just. So I stabbed her to death. And um, right. at that point I proceeded to be held accountable and I was arrested and taken to court and went through a series of emotions of deciding that there's no way my husband my well, boyfriend at the time is going to stay with me because no one's going to want to be in a relationship with a convicted murderer and I'm going to lose my job. So I'm going to be a jobless partnerless convict. And what have I done with my life? And the dream just went on really long. And I really had to just kind of sit with the terrible feelings, about my decisions, but anyways, no, again, self-defense. Then you didn't stab your roommate with a wine bottle in real life. I didn't. So you no, exactly. Exactly. And what I've since learned is that when there's death, in this case, self-defense, murder-ish, you know, killing, um, it represents a relationship changing. And so my subconscious mind was murdering and getting rid of what our relationship had been up to that point. It was murdering the roommate part of our relationship. <laughs> so <laughs> to make room for the new version of our relationship. So the idea is basically that your mind is processing this change. And sometimes the processing can come out rather viciously, unfortunately. But the it doesn't. Pelican. Yeah. And I, I don't know like what that means about your relationship with pelicans. <laughs> if you, you know, like you had a certain relationship. A big, university is a big time of change. But I'm curious oh, yeah. about the apathetic part of the parents in the dream. Just being all like. <laughs> Whatever, Mike, it's going to be fine. Were you more nervous about no, either university or post-university life? And your parents were kind of like, Mike, you've got this. It's not going to be a big deal. I don't know if that was it at all. I'm <laughs> no. not sure. All right. Well, we're going to have to do a little bit more digging around. Any thoughts on like luring unsuspecting relatives into the past so I can murder them <laughs> with their own gun? Like... Check your books, Miranda. Yeah. I might have to do a little bit of digging for that because... While I have had several dreams about killing people, none of them have been premeditated murders. They've all been like in the uh, moment, yeah, yeah. self-defense yeah, yeah. type situations. And the descriptors of the alternate versions of yourself, I think is also interesting because in all of the examples that I can think of where I've killed someone in my dream, it was myself. Like I knew the character was me 
and often represent the parts of the context in the dream matched with parts of the context in my real life. I wasn't, you know, in a time machine or going back in time or, I wonder what or time living in a different means. time. I mean, I wonder what time machine means that might, um, I looked some stuff up. I don't know if it was specific to time machine, or but time going travel. back in time, yeah, time, time travel. travel. And there were two possible correlations, I believe, and I'm going by memory here, but one was that you were looking to return to like an easier, simpler time in terms of someone things were kind of less complicated and there's something about that time that you either longed for or were thinking fondly about, but there was something like an interest in going back. But the fact that you were going back to murder and to preserve <laughs> the like terribleness of the human the that you were in the current life. life. <laughs> Setting my future self up to have to do the same thing. I think I need to think about that a little bit more. I think the context is a bit different. So to be continued on that piece. Yeah, I don't think it means anything. I, I think maybe it does. Any other? I don't want it to mean anything. <laughs> do you have any um, theories, Crystal? I can tell you what one person said, but you go ahead, Crystal, and then I'll tell you what Louisa. Well, you I think Louisa. maybe it's probably along when you said preserve. Like maybe there is something that you liked about eighteen-year-old Mike that wanted to stay. You you wanted to keep no matter what the consequences, maybe, and you do anything to go back and. And preserve that. And preserve it. I don't know. That's just kind of one thought that came to my mind. So Louisa, our, uh, <laughs> our former tenant and very good friend, um, when I told her about these, it wasn't that, that specific one, but it was other ones because I'd started having these dreams a long time ago. The one I mentioned was only a couple of years ago. Uh, she said that what you when you have nightmares, basically... It's what you're afraid of. And she says, what you're probably afraid of is that there's something really evil inside you and that you're trying to, like, suppress that. But then in your dreams, it comes out. Um, Which I thought was interesting. I I think there is something to be said there. Because I've had dreams where I had a feeling like I was possessed or starting to be possessed and feeling like this evilness take a hold of me that I wasn't able to control and that I was scared about what that would entail. And so I looked up things about there being like evil or possession and things like that in the dream. And similar to um, Luisa's uh, interpretation is that there's that fear of what might lie within yourself And the recommendations from dream experts, so not me, but I'll relay (laughs) what I've read, is that it's important to consider what you might be perceiving as being a negative quality. So not to oversimplify it in terms of like, this means evil and bad, but to think, okay, with my current values and how I perceive good qualities and bad qualities, what parts of myself might I be repressing, not wanting to recognize, not um, wanting to acknowledge, but maybe kind of being a bit fearful about and kind of 
every now and then recognizing that there's part of it that's there and then repressing it and that there's a danger in doing that because even with aspects of ourself that we might at first glance think of as being bad, usually we're not, they're not entirely bad. There can be positive parts of those. So I should kill peasants So not once the killing part. Just not, to get it out of my system so again, so something worse than that's a happen. little too, <laughs> that's a little too literal. So, to, but to think about, okay, maybe, for example, maybe I've been a person who people have said, you're bossy, you're bossy, you're bossy, you're bossy. And then I've kind of repressed that, repressed that, repressed that. And then I'm starting to feel that coming up. And I'm starting to like be afraid that people are going to start judging me about being bossy. So I try to like repress and repress. But in reality, being assertive and um, speaking your mind about things isn't inherently bad. It can just be something you need to be strategic about how you approach it so as not to rub people the wrong way. But if you repress it too much, oh geez, (laughs) but if you repress it too much, it can come out in in negative ways. So... So basically, if people are having these feelings of there being evilness or parts of themselves doing maybe evil things, that it could mean that they are repressing something that they shouldn't fully repress, but then they need to take time to explore and look at how they could express themselves in a way that is positive. I have and, something to say. Okay, go, go for it, Crystal. I don't want to cut you off, no, but just I do have it. this just do thought. It. Okay, go for it. Okay, what if... Nope, you're wrong. (laughs) I'm afraid I'll be wrong. Go ahead. Okay, what if in this dream, the... It's the the loop itself is this... this, um, Because these dreams have been starting a long time and it's something that you don't like, so almost have... Like, the dream itself is almost representing... the, 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 The part of you? The part of you that you don't want this cycle to continue or it almost represents this like evilness that's going on in your subconscious that you don't mm-hmm. want, but it's like this loop and you can't make it stop. And you're starting to have dreams about, about the dreams. The dream. You're like an inception yeah. metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> right? Was that something? That was something. I'd <laughs> be very proud of that. But I think that that's something to be said. I think you ha- you were impacted by having even a dream like that, and that could have triggered more dreams about it. But I think at least the first dream could be representing something in yourself, not necessarily the fact that you had a murder dream, but that triggered the initial the initial murder, murder dream. dream. And it's this perpetuation and, that like And I think maybe going. it built. Maybe it yeah. built from there and spiraled. But I think that the very first time you would have had one, that there's still something else that would have had that initial trigger potentially. And that there might be something about yourself that you're being overly critical or self-judgmental about that maybe you just need to take time to think about. You're like, nope, I think I'm awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. It's probably something like that. Nothing specific comes to mind. But yeah, that would be some food for thought. I'm just scared that I'm in a closet sociopath who's going (laughs) to snap at some point and do something terrible. And it's kind of interesting that you word it that way because (laughs) the dream definition is that if you don't deal with it, you could end up snapping. (laughs) 
expressing yourself in a negative yeah. way. <laughs> For exhibit A in this in the state versus Michael Terrio, we'd like to enter the, the podcast, podcast from Miranda. <laughs> This clearly well, establishes can I add that. that in our song? <laughs> I, I don't actually have a song. That was beautiful. Yet. <laughs> Stay tuned. That is amazing. I have a song. Okay. Crystal is going to come up with a dream jingle as soon as she learns to as tune her guitar. Play the ukulele. Okay, play the ukulele. I'm not even using the right word. <laughs> That's amazing. Dreams. That so- dreams All thanks, dreams. Well, thank you both for bearing your hearts and souls and allowing us to and judge ukulele. you and assess. <laughs> and bearing your ukulele. All right. I'll, I'll, see, I'll see what we can dig up for some additional information on that. But I feel like we were able to extrapolate quite a bit based on some other research that happened to give some potential insights for the interpretation and we'll kind of go from there i hope you enjoyed hearing about my brother-in-law's killer dreams as promised i did a bit more research into some of the themes that came out of his dreams but before i get into that i have a promo from folklore on the rocks another podcast from straight up strange productions then we'll be right back for some more dreamy content Hi there, I'm Logan. And I'm Lindsay. And we host the new podcast, Folklore on the Rocks, where we talk about folklore and lesser-known creatures, cryptids, and monsters from around the world. So when we say lesser-known, we mainly mean that we won't be covering creatures like Bigfoot or Nessie or Chupacabra, just because they're discussed so often, and the world just has so many other awesome options to draw from. Every two weeks, we will be diving deep into the legends and culture that surround a specific creature. And getting a little bit tipsy while we do so. But don't worry, we do our research sober. (laughs) On the weeks in between, we're going to be narrating and discussing folktales. Some will be historical folklore from the regions that our creatures are from, and some will be modern folklore, such as no sleeps and creepypastas. You can find out more about us on our website, FolkloreOnTheRocks.com, on Facebook and Instagram at FolkloreOnTheRocks, on Twitter at FolkloreRocks. So grab a drink, join us, and come on, let's dig deep together. Alrighty, folks, as promised, I'm going to give a few updates that speak to some of the research I conducted on a few themes from Mike's dreams, where we got a little bit stumped during our initial conversation. The first being cold-blooded murder. So we touched base a bit on possible meetings for murdering people in your dreams. As mentioned earlier, death in dreams is often correlated with some kind of change. So someone dying in your dreams or you killing them could mean that you are basically just killing off a part of your relationship or the way your relationship used to be with that individual. It could also be that you're killing off the type of person that that individual used to be, meaning that they've been changing as an individual or they've been evolving. And part of what your subconscious is doing is reconciling that change basically by murdering them. So not ideal, but our subconscious can do kind of funny things. But 
since that didn't really seem to resonate with Mike when we were initially having this conversation, I went ahead and I did a little bit more digging. And another possible meaning could be a representation of rage or aggression. I'm sure Mike will love this option. Um, But basically, this could be either of those feelings towards oneself or towards another person. And Mike's generally a pretty chill guy, so it's definitely possible that there's some rage repression that's happening there. And actually, this lends itself pretty well to a bit of our discussion of evil within the context of that same dream that he had described, where he was going back into time and maliciously murdering people and essentially having that premeditated, cold-blooded murder that's taking place and having this dream character represent essentially this type of evil that didn't really resonate with him as an individual and that was a little bit disturbing to himself when he would awaken from those dreams. And all that to say that this evil that his dream character represents could actually be a perception from himself of evil that lies within himself. So perhaps Mike has had some repressed rage or repressed anger that he considers that's wrong or that's evil in some ways. And then that is essentially manifesting within his dreams where there is unchecked, unchallenged evil and rage that is being carried out and let loose by this dream character. And I would also suggest that it might be significant that the dream character that he has that murders people doesn't actually look like himself, but is someone other than himself in the dreams, even though as he's dreaming, it's him. It's just not him as Mike. So this might be a way for his subconscious to actually further distance itself from that negative behavior that is running loose or running wild in his dreams. And this brings us to Uh, the next piece or theme that came out of the same dream, and that's the gun. So in our dreams, guns are often associated with aggression and anger. Again, this is very much aligned with the other themes of murder and evil that I just mentioned. And a dream that you shoot someone with a gun can mean that you are harboring hostility towards someone and that someone may be the person you shot in the dream Or it could be someone else, um, and even it could represent hostility or anger that you have towards yourself. So, dearest Mike, and anyone else who's having frequent dreams about murdering people in cold blood, shooting people with a gun, or having a dream character with a lot of evil, you may want to reflect inwardly on any thoughts, emotions, or judgments that you may be repressing or ignoring, that kind of thing, just to see if there's anything that's untapped on that front that might be something that your subconscious is fixating on a little bit while you're sleeping and resulting in some pretty disturbing dream content. P.S. I have given myself the exact same advice based on some dreams that I've had of being evil or killing people, so you're not alone. Even though I've had a lot of fun giving Mike a hard time and continue to have fun giving Mike a hard time, it's actually pretty hypocritical of me since I have super crazy messed up dreams myself. Anyways, Mike, next time I see you in person, I absolutely will not admit that even though I've just admitted this on my podcast, only because it's just so fun to give you a hard time. Anyways, 
Switching gears a little bit, I'm going to look now at the dream where Mike was the murder e rather than the murderer. And that brings us to the theme of birds. So a possible dream definition for birds is that they represent your goals, aspirations, and hopes. And if you recall, Mike's dream involved a bird stabbing him with its beak. And I don't know about you, but it seems to me like that could mean his subconscious isn't feeling super confident about the achievement of those goals or aspirations. I don't know. I'm just thinking hypothetically here. And more specifically, birds on the attack can mean that the dreamer is feeling like they are being pulled in too many directions. So it might be that Mike was feeling overwhelmed, perhaps with challenges or too many choices. Really, there's lots of possibilities on that front, but essentially not a super great sign if birds are attacking you in your dreams. And on that note, thanks so much for joining for another episode of All Things Dreams. Bye. This podcast is a part of Straight Up Strange Productions. Discover more shows like this one at straightupstrange.com.